0: Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound, and healthy. And actually, the conference, the so-called press conference of the DGISPR is something that I would say is not worth writing home about, um, which is why I haven't been mentioning it. I've been resisting mentioning it, seriously. Um, I could have added it to my last episode, you know, I could have waited a bit and added it, but um, as I said, it's just not worth it to me, to, I mean, where, from where I stand because it was absolutely ridiculous it was like you know just adding um you know a stamp over stamp over stamp in other words just repeating yourself and you know reiterating the same narrative that they've been trying to build since um we could say the past five to six months and we all know that the false flag operation of uh 9th may was supposed to be the um ultimate uh, operation in order for them to justify what they've been doing for for the past six months so basically uh, you know as soon as the pdm seized power illegally they moved all the law enforcement and intelligence agencies as we know and they moved them to start cracking down on PTI's uh, supporters and voters and and, you know on uh, attacking women and attacking uh, people on wheel who were on wheelchairs and attacking people in their homes and kidnapping people and robbing people but then they realized as I've said before many times they realized that the public, were, you know, and and the media all over the world, were, they were not going to stand by. I mean, they were actually going to, especially the public of Pakistan, they feared a revolt. They feared open revolt. And that is why they um, instigated the 9 May incident. As I said, they, you can see the American stamp right on it. Because the American charade of false flag, the Indian uh, charade of false flag ops, um they are so common they're so obvious you you can just see through it um and at the same time one of the um most ridiculous parts of it is that um this is again so predictable that's why it's not worth mentioning it's so predictable um because Imran Khan has been questioning them um why aren't you doing an independent investigation I mean as we know the MI put together a report within one week uh, telling the army that the intelligence agencies were responsible uh, under direct orders of the Prime Minister and the Minister of Defense and the interior minister um, under direct orders of them ninth May's uh, false flag operation was conducted and still the army chooses to uh, blame PTI uh, for violence and for instigation of violence I mean that is so blatantly um, treacherous of the army okay and that is why I keep on and on saying that the army is committing treason it's open treason when the army goes against the state it is treason who's the state the people we are the state so um repeating ourselves like maniacs or like you know broken records is not going to work because these people are not here to listen to anybody. They're not here. As we can see, uh, the fact that America is quietly endorsing them, it shows America's hidden hand. It shows America being the mastermind behind it all. And it despite the fact that it has sort of spun out of control, but America is hoping, because Zardari has sort of, uh, you know, proved himself before even, that he can handle things. And he has, you know, um, sort of calmed America down that don't you worry, let things... Uh, spin out of control they may seem to spin out of control but we still have it in hand but they don't really because things really are spinning out of control they keep getting the ball and then they keep losing the ball it's as simple as that which is why they, they you know they just scrambled all over to the bay because they just lost the ball and now they're looking for a way to get it back but the army is consistent in in, in following the u.s orders uh via minions uh via the coalition government you know the illegal party that has taken over pakistan because remember i've called it right from day one this is an unofficial dictatorship um and they cannot declare themselves officially as a dictatorship because hello then america would be forced to respond um Now, America uh, has a problem with anybody that takes care of the national interests of their own country, but America will never have a problem with those that will align with American interests. And America has very openly said it in many interviews as well. And that is why at this point, as I said, it's just not even worth talking about because all they're doing is just, you know, layering the same narrative upon narrative, the same. It's like they're like repeating the same arc. You know, it's not like even they're creating some new arcs and sub arcs, but no, they're just repeating the same arc over and over again. It's, it's becoming very annoying and very tiresome um, for them to st- think that they can actually stand and do a press conference in which basically they were trying to threaten the court again they were trying to threaten the supreme court by telling them that you may think that uh, we are behind the, in the shadows but at the end of the day it is still a dictatorship so we're not going to accept you or your um, decision so the supreme court uh, and is basically being threatened by the DGISPR. from what i'm getting the the whole thing and the DGISPR try to uh, very with re- Ridiculously um, uh, provoke Imran Khan. And at the end of the day, as usual, the DGISPR and his press conference has fallen flat uh, in the wake of Imran Khan's answers because the official answer given by PTI has been very precise, very mature, very politically stanced, um, very perfect. And it was a, a very mature slap in the face of the immature. Uh, press conference by the DGISPR, which also begs the question, uh, I think the uh, what I would ask is that all these uh, lieutenant colonels and uh, certain other 15, 16 odd people from the army who are being court-martialed, are they being court-martialed because they belong to the pro-Pakistani faction and that they tried to revolt against the treacherous uh, pro-US faction and they're being silenced? Because I think... From where i stand this is what exactly is going on because this is remember my question uh, when nine may occurred one of the f- f- one of the main questions that i asked is why was the corps commander in his house when this was all going on and why was there already recording equipment there it means that everybody was waiting and ready for that number one it's weird how the journalists still haven't realized that there was a recording going on after all how else did we see people storm into the house you know there was a camera set up already for crying out loud and then suddenly the corps commander gets removed from that place by his superiors um, and he gets put into what they called a protective custody or a safe house. And then all of a sudden, um, he uh, is, you know, he's made to vanish from everybody's sight. Even his own family doesn't know where he is. If you're giving protective custody, don't you think the whole family should have been taken into custody, number one? Number two, okay, if they're not supposed to have been taken into custody and only he did it to have been debriefed, maybe maybe he needed to debrief his superiors. Um, why is it that he was uh, completely removed from sight, and they claimed that it was for his protection and then later on suddenly it has become um, an investigation already and he has been court-martialed? Why? Why uh, is the person who they first declared victim now court-martialed? That is what I want to know. And I don't understand why nobody else has picked this up. Because this is something that I have been um, hoping that maybe other senior journalists would also pick this question up. But no, they have picked many of the other questions up that I, I picked uh, before. I'm glad to see that they are picking them up. But this question I haven't yet seen anybody pick up. Um, number one, why uh, was he declared a victim and then suddenly removed from sight? Why was he basically kidnapped by his own superiors? What did he say or do or what were they scared of him saying or doing? Uh, wasn't he part of the conspiracy? Um, did he refuse to be part of the conspiracy? What, what is it that made him so dangerous that overnight, I mean, if you remember, first of all, they all kept lamenting on how he was a victim, how he was attacked and then within 24 hours, radio silence regarding that man. And then now, now, after all this time, um, just a week before, somebody finally manages to ask, that where is the guy, you know, and then suddenly we get a reply that uh, he is in, uh, you know, he is being interviewed or interrogated or investigated first you put him in protective custody and now suddenly he's being interviewed or interrogated and then now in the press conference we find out he's being court-martialed why why isn't anybody asking these questions um i mean i for for the life of me i don't get it so what i can understand is that all those people in the army who are who could be a potential danger to, uh, you know, to exposing the whole false flag uh, operation and, and the whole narrative, the false information, the disinformation, the narrative that has been built up. I think all those people who they fear know too much and can tomorrow expose it all and can be witnesses and can produce evidence, they need to be eliminated. That is one scenario that comes to mind the other scenario is that these are those uh, who did not agree uh, with um, the treacherous activities of the army, of the pro-US faction, and these are the pro-Pakistani faction that are, as I remember, I've always said that you can just divide the army and the establishment into two factions, and they've always been an internal strife. right going on between the two factions so i think this is their internal strife coming to light where the because right now the dominant faction is obviously the pro-us faction the traitors so i think that the people were being court-martialed left right and center these are those who probably were trying to take control back so the pro-pakistani faction that was trying to take control back which in the army uh, because the current chief of army is with the traitors so obviously to him it would be a revolt um, so just to basically control and kill that revolt um, he's killing the people in within the institution who are against him or he's killing his own people who could become potential danger in the near future to his whole operation um, now let's talk about Imran Riaz Khan again it's it's just weird how his lawyer keeps popping up and saying today he'll be released tomorrow he'll be released in one week we'll get a new good news and, and you know and and then you know we hear nothing um, now people are spreading rumors that Imran Riaz Khan has um admi- accepted uh, you know has agreed to um all their um you could say to whatever deals they they forced him to make um he's agreed to make those deals that is why they're going to let him go the truth is we don't know what condition he's in and if, if he's coerced to agree to whatever it is that they want him to agree to, then obviously that doesn't even apply. But whether it applies or not is, is a completely different matter. What we, what we really need to know right now is that he needs to be alive and he needs to be able to be at that point where he can be rehabilitated back to normalcy in case of anything. Because that is extremely important right now that's priority the fact again that the world is silent shows that the world is partners in crime to whatever is happening in Pakistan okay uh, the fact that America and UK masterminded all of this and now they can't they, they don't know what to do they can't go back they can't go front and forward they can't take two steps back or one step forward and they are completely stuck they can't even waltz anymore and it is absolutely absolutely something that they will have to pay for um the army of pakistan will have to pay for all these deeds um no amount of apology is going to work this time um same as with the establishment and with the government And now America, as I said, America and the UK, they have sealed their future relations, not just with Pakistan, but with the whole of Asia. They have sealed the relationship with the padlock of Asia, which is Pakistan, and with the rest of Asia. Because only through us can you get to Asia, otherwise you cannot. And if we decide to completely lock you out, you'll be locked out. Number two, we are not a nation that forgives easily not now not anymore again as I said you're messing with the wrong generation this generation is not a generation that forgives easily because you've taken too much away from us we already have nothing to fall back on we're going to make sure America and the UK they have nothing to fall back on the Americans already owe the Muslim world a huge apology for the 9 11 charade that their government that false flag operation that the government did and now add to this and the uk and america they are going to owe us big time not just apologies but they will have to give huge compensations they have severed future relationships and ties with pakistan and pakistan is an extremely important country which is why everybody wants to invade it or dominate it or just crush it Because, as I said, we are the padlock of Asia. Without us, you can't get to anybody. And this time, you went way out of line. The trouble that you have caused the Pakistani people this time, you will face trouble from the overseas Pakistanis at your end. And then later on, you will have to pay heavily for what you've done to the people within the premises of Pakistan. You know what I find even more hilarious, or questionable even, is the fact that the Pakistan army on one side is crying about all the Shahada, the Shahada, the Shahada, the martyrs. First of all, as I keep reminding you, the martyrs are from us, they're from our families. You didn't produce them, you didn't give birth to them, they were not part of your spawns and eggs, fertilized together. And nor did you just suddenly uh, have them drop from heaven onto your laps okay these were our family members in fact the real family members of the real shohda are right now cursing you and swearing at you for bringing them shame okay your institution has just brought the martyrs shame number one number two okay you care so much about your martyrs then why are you killing your own people why are you court-martialing people from your institution right now without any explanation without any validation without any evidence you know why i mean i find that very very funny on one side you're screaming your ass off about martyrs on the other side you yourself Are creating more martyrs you can see why I just do not even feel like talking about it I mean it's just as I said it's nothing worth writing home about Um, it's just ridiculous what they're doing you know they're like donkeys parading in and out and and you can see blind panic in, in every move that they make And the fact that the journalists are being kidnapped and attacked, civilians are being kidnapped and attacked, women are being raped, attacked, uh, you know, men are being, you know, attacked, old people were not even respected, Uh, children were kidnapped. And so conveniently, the world is silent. You know, um, as we say in our language, lanate, you know, seriously, like the the world you know wait till it comes to your turn as i said you have a heavy price to pay for being co-conspirators because silence means being part of the conspiracy okay silence means your partners in crime the fact that you are standing idly by watching human rights violations where actually you this is also an international law violations and you have every right to impose sanctions on these people but you haven't the fact that your embassies are still intact in Pakistan despite this chaos wow amazing just amazing you were those people who removed your embassies from Pakistan when India attacked uh Sri Lankan team on Pakistani soil just so that Pakistan should no longer be the host for the world cricket match and that India should get the host for it. India should become the host for it. And India got it. India did become the host. Pakistan lost a lot of money, a lot of finances, and basically it lost its its future in cricket for a long time because of that very obvious ploy and play. And at that time, just to work with India... um, that time, those certain countries were very active. I mean, Sri Lanka did not remove its embassy. Sri Lankan team refused to leave Pakistan and they said they will play because they knew who attacked them and they said it very openly. But those so-called human rights champions of the West, they were quick to recall their attaches and to recall their ambassadors close down their embassies yeah but now suddenly everything's fine Pakistan's fine yeah you have no problems anymore fuck you by the way going back to that revolt thing come to think of it I mean how dare the army or the establishment talk about PTI revolting if anything it is the army and the establishment that revolted against the elected government of Pakistan if anything That is why we have been saying that the establishment and the army has committed open treason, open blatant treason, because there is nothing more treasonous, nothing more treacherous, nothing more revolting than going against an elected government without any real reason, without any permission from the public, going against the public's mandate so who revolted who really revolted the army revolted against the elected government of pakistan if anybody or if any institution needs to be punished for revolt then that is the army and the establishment and right now the coalition The illegal coalition that has formed an illegal government. These three institutions, these three institutions need to be punished for treason, for revolt against the state. How stupid do you think we are? Do you even know the words you people are using? You seriously need to learn your vocabulary before you start yapping in front of people. Once again I'm going to repeat myself. This is a dead nation. It is a dead nation if they still haven't woken up properly and if their being awake lasted them only three to four years, then this is a nation that does not deserve even to be helped, for crying out loud, okay? People are still sitting and waiting for Imran Khan to turn the tables, for fuck's sake already. One man has done more than his fair share, okay? He's done more than enough. One man cannot do as much as Imran Khan has done. It is now our responsibility because it is our country, okay? We are responsible for our country. We need to get up and we need to flood the streets. We need to shut the country down. We need to beat the shit out of these three institutions that have been playing with the state, okay? These three institutions that have been robbing us blind, Now they are actually robbing us with our eyes wide open, they're plundering, they're kidnapping, they're entering into our homes, they're trespassing, they have broken every single Sharia and secular law that there is. What the heck are you people waiting for? What the frack are we waiting for? If you do not get up now, I swear you deserve every single bad thing that's coming your way. This is me signing out for the Hafiz.